Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Thursday, October 13th, 2011. This new Internet-based broadcast is designed to service the African-American community in Chicago and surrounding areas. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. Join us right here every Thursday evening for Black Wall Street USA. We're here from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursday evenings, and we want you to be with us to be a part of sustaining and increasing black businesses 
in Chicago, across the country, and the world. Our host is Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal, located at 35th and King Drive here in Chicago. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, and Mr. Carter's co-host for this evening's show. The show has a national focus and a local focus. We reach out to organizations across the nation in our efforts to connect the dots, the spiritual dots of our people across this land. We bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place to let the nation know what works. We bring forth people from across the nation who know how to make it work. Our ongoing question for this show is, what did black America accomplish in 2010? And what is the number one priority for our communities in 2011? Opening up our show was a new thing show. Did you notice? I love my people, gifted to us by Mr. Oba William King of Just Us Arts here in Chicago. Visit their, visit their website at www.justusarts.org, justusarts.org, and look for Mr. King to have a show on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network very, very soon. Our caller number is 347 It's been a long time since we've been here. We've, we've taken a couple of risks, but we back out and we, we you know, got our gloves on. We're ready to go back into action. Our chat room is open. The chairman should be in the chat room in a few minutes. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. Before we bring the chairman on, I want to share the history of Black Wall Street Chicago with you because we've, we've been away a little while, and we may have some new listeners. And you know, of course, we're in archives, in the archives, so you can listen to us forever, forever, forever. Every show since uh, we first came on the air, March of 2009, is in archives. You can go in there and look, listen to those shows. The new part of what we're doing is the Chicago. Black Business Radio Network focus. Uh, we've got some exciting things coming up with that. We're going to have about eight broadcasters moving into our network. And if you have an interest in joining us, give me a call, 312-239-8835. I'm Sonia. Be happy to share some info information with you about that. Let me read the history. Um, if I can quit stumbling over my words. <laughs> uh, Black Wall Street Chicago history. And then what I'm going to do is ask the chairman just to uh, update us a little bit of what's been happening since this time. This is the premise of Black Wall Street Chicago. In an attempt to revive the city's struggling black economy, the Black Wall Street Chicago and the Chicago Urban League simultaneously without dialogue in March of 2007, kicked off similar, similar initiatives. CLU announced that it was getting out of the social service business and that it would focus exclusively on economic development. At the same time, Black Wall Street Chicago and concerned community businesses called for a summit on economic growth. On March 19, 2007, celebrating the birth and economic agenda of Malcolm X, Black Wall Street Economic Summit was launched to revive the communities and the directives in sustaining and increasing black businesses. Individuals and black businesses were called together to pass resolutions addressing objectives and outcomes and to pool collective resources both financially and intellectually. Black Wall Street's economic summit programs integrate a wide range of activities to illustrate how it serves the black economic agenda. Projects are in the making that will continue to push forward its service goals in a more comprehensive, team-oriented manner. Through the continued enhancement of partnerships with our member, members, their businesses, industry partners, and associations, and the black community, Black Wall Street Chicago, moves forward in its mission to sustain and increase black businesses. This summit was called to leverage valuable assets, intellectual capital, and to access and access to information, while positioning itself to play a part in the creation and distribution 
Of the nearly $800 billion in black consumer spending in America, Black Wall Street moved to advance its own economic agendas. The main goal of the first summit was to collaborate with the Chicagoland community, businesses, and strengthen the economic base among black Americas, Americans. Black Wall Street Economic Summit's programs integrate a wide range of activities to illustrate how it serves the black economic agenda. Projects are in the making that will continue to push forward its service goals in a more comprehensive way. Through the continued enhancement of partnerships with our members and the business and the industry and associations of the black community, Black Wall Street Chicago is moving forward in its mission to sustain and increase black businesses. Now, uh, that's the beginning. I'm going to bring the chairman, Ron Cotter, on, and we're going to talk about where is Black Wall Street now? Welcome to the show, Ron Carter. It's been a while since I've been here. I'm a little bit rusty trying to get up to it. But we're well, back. you know, Sonia, I hear you. I hear you. It has been a while, and even though it's been a while, it does seem as though it's a good refreshing to uh, be back on the air, even though it seems as though I haven't talked to you in some weeks now. I know that's not the case, but it <laughs> seems as though it's been the case. And you definitely laid out the uh, the beginning mission, the history, and as you uh, make the uh, the point, where is Black Wall Street now with the question of what have we achieved? And um, that is, you know, based on, based on the theme of the, uh, of the ongoing programs of Chicago's Black Business Network. So, yes, it feels good. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh feel a little overworked. <laughs> but, good. Good. Uh, I think I, I think I must enjoy that cuz I keep I keep adding projects and keep adding projects, but I, I that's what I like to do. That's the way I like to do it. I like to live like that. What's good, going good, on with Black good. Wall Street, Mr. Carter? Well, you know, it is a uh, a big agenda that we have. Um and it seems as though the agenda is expanding. Many people have different ideas and different thoughts about uh, Black Wall Street, even as we, uh, as I walk down the street and I have a Black Wall Street T-shirt, the the elderly have a Pacific uh, view of what that means, and then the youth even gravitize to it and what that means. So there's many agendas, but our agenda is to actually see sustaining and increasing black businesses. Not Oprah Winfrey, you know, which is a black business, but that black business is not on in the streets of our districts. Uh, uh, aerial Investments, uh, a major 500 black company that's downtown, that's not on the streets. We actually need to see those business in our neighborhoods. So once we start seeing it, once we start measuring with the count of how many businesses that we have developed, how many, how much money has been trans, uh, transferred between one black business to another black business, how much money has the consumers, when we're actually able to measure that, then that is the visualization of Black Wall Street. So it's the thing that's where we can trust it and we can see it and we can feel it and we know that we have progress regardless of all the social elements that we have to deal with seem as though we are compound with them. But I'm here to say that when we actually have those businesses in place in our community, and we have parity based on the contracts that's going in our community, based on the the, the dollar spent. When our um, honorary chairperson Webb Evans is doing a monthly count of black businesses, uh, the Chicago Urban League is having business classes again, uh, free. At one time, it was a hundred and forty dollars. Now they're free. So. Black Wall Street Chicago, when we have our quarterly summits, 
we have to measure exactly what has been accomplished, how many dollars have been circulated, how many businesses have been sustained, and we also got to report how many businesses have fell to the wayside, how many businesses are struggling, and then what we have to do to report back in 90 days what we have done to address that. And then we also have to look at the big picture and what we're doing here at Black Wall Street. As we have 17 Black Wall Street districts, we know that the political and economic um, forecast for Chicago has a lot to do with whether we're going to achieve on our districts because we have to look at the zoning. We have to look at the permits. We have to look at how the the tax incremental financing. We have to look at the uh, special service tax area. We have to look at the facade program, the community development block grant. We have to look at all of those uh, those projects and programs on how they infringe on our growth or our setback. Why do we have vacant lots of commercial? Why is commercial space uh, being rezoned residential, how does that impact? How does that slow down? So the the picture is big. So our mandate to the city of Chicago, to the new mayor's uh, mandate on his budget, on his direction for the tax incremental financing, that there needs to be a policy in place with guidelines to put black businesses in the programmatic decision-making as we look at black businesses. The um, the city of Chicago has received something like $25 million to create 10,000 and to assist 10,000 businesses. If Chicago is 40% black, then 25, 40% of that $25 million need to be in the black neighborhoods. That is no request. That is a mandate that we have to take forth. So that is the agenda as we are developing these districts, as we're looking at the the direction of Black Wall Street from creation to concept to implementation and reporting back with the numbers, because when you look at uh, business, it's about the numbers. There is the, the 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 focus and the cultural identification, but if we're not able to address that with dollars, so that is where we are. And I'm glad to say, and I'm going to put it on the air, that our coordinator for our next summit on December the 10th is no other than who? <laughs> I don't know. Who is that, Mr. Carter? Chicago's Black Business Network founder <laughs> and president, Sonia Cassandra Perdue. Is that and right? And she also has took on the role as the chairperson of membership of Black Wall Street. So I don't know where this lady get all her energy and her direction of this multitasking, but when we come to December the 10th, she got a major role of an announcement of how many new members that Black Wall Street has signed up. You got well, that? Thank you, Chairman. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're listening to uh, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. The host is Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue. And I got another job, people. Can you believe it? You're going to have to come over and meet me. And you're going to have to, uh, there's some psychologists, psychiatrists out there. I know you're listening. You're going to have to come on over here to uh, 449 East 35th Street and do an evaluation of me because I just wonder. Yes, I am. I did take, I volunteered too. I volunteered to take on the role of membership chair. And well, I, I you volunteer, you I, but I have to say you volunteer <laughs> based on an absence and a need. And I think that that's the difference. And sometimes people 
Uh, and I just want to put you on that, uh, Sonia. It's not necessarily just a volunteer, but I believe that many of us, such as you, see that there is a need that needs to be filled and the benefit from fulfilling that need. So you can call it volunteer all you want to, but it is stepping up to plate to take on responsibility. If you want to call well, that I, volunteer, that's your choice. I, I, I know what it means. And uh, I'm going to do the best that I can, uh, that I, I'm going to give what I can give as I do my other 20 jobs. We're expecting the national president to call in. He's not on the line yet, and his chief of staff, Mark S. Allen. Uh, while we're waiting for them, <clears throat> a couple of things. Let's uh, let me just explain what's going on with Black Wall Street as far as the membership drive. We are launching a membership drive for Black Wall Street Chicago. Our 2011 membership drive is from October the 1st through December 31st. It's all about the members. It's all about the Black Wall Street district serving Black Wall Street members since 2007. Now, uh, any organization, as they start to recruit membership, they're actually recruiting support. People have another idea about that. You're actually recruiting people to uh, work on the organization's agenda. You're actually, uh, in the case of Black Wall Street, work on the premises of what we're about, sustaining and increasing black businesses in the districts and all black businesses. Support uh, that comes in the, the form of support. It comes in the support. It comes in the form of going to these businesses, identifying these businesses. As a matter of fact, Chairman, uh, Black Wall Street Chicago had 60 youth working for them this year. You sent them out to the districts. What was the feedback? Can you give us some feedback on that? They were out doing surveys. What's the feedback on that? There was um, a, a, a real good focus uh, initially that they went to 79th Street and 75th Street. We do have some concerns. Uh, even as the youth um, gave their evaluation, uh, they stated that, well, there's no – they're not type of businesses. Now, 75th Street is a business that strip that is door-to-door businesses, uh, basically no vacant uh, storefronts, no vacant, uh, uh, hardly no vacant land, but it's and it's uh, 118 businesses, and which 95% um, of them black. But from the youth perspective, there wasn't the type of businesses that they wanted. However, these businesses been in in operation for at least uh, average of 20 years on this particular strip. So there is some marketing and there's some communication that has to be done. Uh, the same thing on 79th Street. But one thing that these districts have embraced was that the idea of what Black Wall Street can create to to their bottom line. Uh, the same relationship is on 16th Street and where businesses are beginning to get the feel of what a black Wall Street can mean to their bottom line. So that survey from the youth, and then even looking at directly about the youth, we still got a lot of work to do. And it definitely was a frustrating part in working with our youth and getting them to understand the purpose and what this purpose of Black Wall Street got to do with them. That definitely was a hard process. Uh, many of the youth worked because they was getting paid. But there were some good youth that really connected to the purpose. But out of that 60, maybe about 15 felt the spirit of what they're doing there. Uh, however, their motivation was overlapped by those that did not understand or was not abreast to the importance. So we definitely had some orientation. We had some uh, laughing times, but overall it's a very serious direction and for our youth, and that's why we created Yeti, uh, Youth Empowerment through entrepreneurship so that we can have a more structured 
focus on what business is going to be like in the future, putting it in the hands of the youth. That sounds great. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, and that was uh, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Ron Carter. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, his co-host for this segment. Want to uh, say a little bit more about our membership drive and reach it out to the community. We're reaching out to community and businesses. Uh, it is all about uh, sustaining black businesses. Wanted to share something with him, Chairman. Uh, longtime friend of yours, Antonia Chappelle, is a supporter of Black Wall Street USA. Yes, and he is yes. the general manager of WJPC FM Chicago. You can listen to them on the net at www.wjpcchicago.com. And being a supporter of the Black Wall Street Chicago initiative, he is offering Chicagoland businesses 100 commercial ad spots. Oh, wow. On their net, 100 yeah. commercial ad spots on their network when they make a donation of $100 towards their membership. The individual membership is $200. Uh, board membership is $350. That's how we sustain our organization. And as a supporter, uh, you can't buy commercials anywhere else for that price. As a supporter, uh, he's reaching out and he's making that offer to November 15th. So if you're listening and you have any questions uh, about this uh, gift package, Call me at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. This offer is open until November 15th. This is one of the benefits right now of coming in and becoming a member of Black Wall Street Chicago. We should do one of them Channel 11 telethons. Hey, that's what we should do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how you get to that, but let's see how you get to one of those telethons. Uh and have a Black Wall Street membership drive on the Ustream or on the cable TV. Well, unless mm-hmm. they don't let you solicit funds, but that's okay. There's a way for it to be figured out. Uh, WJPC Chicago. Uh, everybody remembers WJPC from back in the, back in the day. The only person I can remember oh, yeah. Bob Wall. Somebody in the morning, some, you know. But Antonio was on the air back then too, you know, and he's a general manager right now. So on the net, they're getting good numbers, and that is a great deal. So please, before November 15th, spread the word, give us a call, take advantage of this. You just have to supply us with your MP3 commercial ad, and there we go. We're off and running. Take some time, go to the station, and listen to us, Chicago, and we look forward to uh, you being on that station and getting some getting some publicity for your for your business or your organization. Now, one of the things that Antonio is real adamant about, and we talked about this before I took the position. Oh, I didn't tell him about this other job. Uh, Community Affairs Director for WJPC. That's who I am, and it's my uh, job. It's my responsibility to reach out to community organizations organizations like Black Wall Street and like your organization. We're going to set up some uh, deals with some other organizations to help them increase their membership as well. We want to get public service announcements out also. You can email me your public, serv- your public service announcements at Chicago, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio. Oh no! Ooh, I guess I'm maybe I'm in my head. Chicago's Black Business Network at Gmail dot com. I'll say that again for you. Chicago's Black Business Network at Gmail dot com. Email me your public service announcements. I will start up again doing my community announcements on WJPC, and we will play those for you, especially if you're a nonprofit and you're not charging, or if you have services to offer the community. We want to help you get that information out. As you know, Ron, one of the things that small business suffer is advertising. They don't advertise. That's the last thing on that list that they pay for. Uh, it's advertising. You're a newspaper mm-hmm. man. You know this. Oh yeah. And we want we want to help uh, as much as, and that's one of the reasons why they don't prosper. That, that's one of the reasons why they can't reach a next next level of success. That's one of the reasons why they don't grow, and that's one of the reasons why we struggle when we're making it day to day, and we don't take a dime or two or a few dollars to 
let people know that we're there. We're always up against the wall. It's uh, six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. But if you don't advertise and you don't promote, you don't have any new clients coming through the door. Your phone is not ringing. You have no new customers, and it catches up with you. So uh, why don't you, uh, given that segue, why don't you talk about South Street Journal and what's coming up with South Street Journal? Well, we are heading on our, matter of fact, this is our 18th year anniversary of South Street Journal, in which uh, it somewhat kind of snuck up on me. I wasn't expecting it, but then it hit me, and I realized that it is 18 years. Uh, With that, we are going to be having a special issue of South Street Journal next week, October the 20th, uh, highlighting uh, South Street Journal. And what's so interesting about it in these uh, 18 years, um, we can pull the stories that we published in 10 years ago or 15 years ago and use the same headlines. And that's a little disturbing based on uh, things are changing, but they are somewhat remaining the same as it relates to the issues based on the stories that we have uh, wrote. And so we're going to highlight the newspaper Next week, we're going to highlight it with salutes and advertisement from the general public uh, gearing into uh, our 18th anniversary. And as we do so, uh, we're welcoming people to submit any stories they have and asking them to submit the, the focus of where they would like South Street Journal to go, uh, and we're looking for advertisements. We want people to put ass in there, saluting the 18th anniversary. So we are uh, uh, looking at that being a, a a resurface of South Street Journal after a few months without being published. So the newspaper, as I look at it, uh, even though we do know that the the the, the mass media is now the Internet and the social network, but people still like to have that paper in their hand, and so that, that they can feel the, the the message. They can read the message and they can hold that message with them. Um, and I use the phrase of Frederick Douglass that one of the most um, instrumental tools to advance the liberation of our people is the press. And for the most part, I am a witness to that. That. When you want to suppress a people, not only as they did it in Germany and throughout history, the first attack is on the press, and that attack is sometimes where we do not see it. So we have to have our own. We have to have our own way of telling our story, and we have to be direct, progressive, and straightforward uh, regardless of the consequences. So we're going to reflect on that this coming uh, week in South Street Journal. We uh, invite the uh, listeners to join with us in this 18th year celebration. Wonderful. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. Just wanted to add a couple of things before we go to break. We're going to take a break in a moment. I'll call in numbers 347-326-9477. We've added two sections to the South Street Journal. One is a entertainment and dining section, and um, if you call me or if you send me an email, I can send you a template of that, and also an author showcase section. We want to uh, highlight uh, and we want to make you stand out if you have a dining establishment in the uh, city of Chicago or if you're hosting an event. We want to include you in that section. Also, authors, Chicago authors, there are hundreds upon hundreds of us in this community with books. We want to highlight your book in the South Street Journal in this upcoming 18th anniversary issue. So give Ron Carter a call, 312-624-8351, or myself, 312-329-8835, if you're interested in being a part of that. Um, We're going to take a break 
and we're going to be right back. Our caller number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477, and we'll be right back after these commercial announcements. Register today for the 2011 Black Wall Street USA National Convention and have a chance to win a seven-day Caribbean cruise, including airfare and accommodations. Trip arranged by a travelmoment.com. Representatives from 27 Black Wall Street districts from around the nation will convene on Gary, Indiana from October 21st to the 23rd at the Genesis Convention Center. This year's theme is Make Me a World. To have a chance to win the seven-day Caribbean cruise, you must register online at blackwallstreetdistrict.com. That's blackwallstreetdistrict.com. Tired, stressed out, or just need me or we time? Then Phoenix Risen, Baltimore's exclusive bed and breakfast, is the place for you. Phoenix Risen offers an unforgettable, rejuvenating experience with exquisite guest rooms. Find peace and calm in the Sedona Room or Haitian Room, or relax in front of a marble fireplace in the Serengeti Room. Call 410-462-2692 today to schedule your escape to Phoenix Risen. Visit us online at phoenixrisen.com. Ladivas of Chicago Catering at www.ledivas.com is offering a 40% discount on their delicious and delectable dishes for events of 100 persons or more until December 31, 2011. This offer cannot be used with any other offer. Call them now at 773-536-5432. That's 773-536-5432. You know, I've learned a lot in business. There are some things that you just have to have if you want to be successful. A great-looking website, some stunning business cards, and a catchy design. You never get a second chance to make that first impression. Why not let TCC Printing make that first impression for you? At TCC Printing, we've got you covered. We guarantee your best impression. Let us start working on your success today. Give us a call at 312 312- 217-0652 or visit us on the web at printpowersolutions.com Oh, my ship is 
And uh, welcome back to the show, Ron. I I think my chairman. Oh, that's not him. Yeah, chairman, are you there? Oh, I'm okay. here. Can you? I'm got you. You got me. I was getting ready to accuse you of go and take a break. Here, I said he he went took a he took a break. <laughs> I, I don't. I went where? I went where? I went where? To take a break. A break while the music was playing. No, you just say I went somewhere. I heard you. No, take, take a break. I thought you took okay. a break while the music was playing. Okay. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I want to ask you another question, and and then I want to share something about Chicago's Black Business Radio uh, Network because we're only going to do our show tonight. But in reaching out to the community, we are in a membership drive, but I also uh, heard you do a call off of board members last week. What are you looking at uh looking for in board members who you want to invite to join Black Wall Street Chicago? Well, we are looking for people that are leaders and that have a vision and have influence with the direction and the mission of Black Wall Street Chicago. Uh, Sometimes uh, and I understand your role as being a uh, membership chair of Black Wall Street, that people do look for what are the benefits. But when we come to the board members of Black Wall Street, it be it is beyond what I get and what I have to give. Uh, normally, in most boards, uh, whether it's for-profit or non-profit, uh, the board members bring w- at least one of all three. They bring money. They bring resources. They bring leadership. So if they bring all three, that's great. But if they bring their money or they bring resources for money, but they also bring leadership, in which each board member should be in a position to take the role of chairman if need be. So I'm not putting someone in the same vein as I am as chair, but upon being a board member, you are putting yourself in the position that you are leading the organization with a group of others and you are preparing yourself as a board member that you can be able to chair and lead the organization to the membership regardless of who's on the board and regardless if you have to step up to take the role of chairman of the organization. That's where my focus and thoughts regarding a chairperson. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get rid of myself, Sonia, but <laughs> I'm trying to say that <laughs> that sure? is what we're <laughs> I'm trying to say that's what we look for in our board members. That's what we need. Okay. And I would think that's the same case if it were a corporation. That's what you'd look to to lead up uh, your top management, people who could possibly uh, fill the uh, president, vice president, uh, senior VP's shoes. 
that's what they're in training for to to take mm-hmm. over those positions. Absolutely. Now, right. I want to uh, share with our listening audience some of the committees that um, are part of Black Wall Street. I'm just going to read these off. Funding committee, uh, media marketing, so that you'll know as a member member that you can come in and be a part of this and you know bring your expertise in your business into our business and make it all work for everyone. Uh, that's the Better Business Bureau, Legislative, Trade, uh, and I believe that's Beauty Trade, Regional Planning, Yeti, uh, Youth Empowered Through Entrepreneurship, Business Cooperatives, uh, the Summit Committee who uh, plans the summits, the Membership Committee, Financial Committee, Business A to Z, that's Training for Businesses, the church roles in the black community, and there's also black contractors in the neighborhood. In the remaining time, why don't you share something about black contractors in the neighborhood, and I'll talk about uh, my network in a little while. Well, the, give it a, a, a real history of black contractors in the neighborhood. The concept actually started um, 30 years ago. And I no, no. Let's say my daughter is 24 years old. It started when she was born, and we met talking about the idea that we need to have a more representation of black contractors in the neighborhood, because so often in our neighborhoods, the reflection of the contractors do not represent the population of our community. So even from 24 years ago to maybe about three years ago, the concept resurfaced again, even to the point that we have many black organizations that are addressing the contracts on a commercial level. There is not none that focus in on the residential level. But uh, today in our uh, committee meeting, our chairperson, uh, Al Wynn, came into the committee meeting, um, meaning business. He had the identification of a shirt, well-groomed shirt. After all, um, Al Wynn is known for the book A Pimp and a Hustler. No reflections, but he keeps his attire still going good based on his past. So he is promoting black contractors in the neighborhood above his own business, which is Unity Contractors. So when he go on a job, when he go get a a, a give somebody a quote, when he conducting business for Unity Construction. He is having the, uh, a shirt, a well-dressed shirt. It's a, it's a real nice shirt. Matter of fact, I did not even know that it was an advertisement shirt until he turned around, and on the back of the shirt it says, Black Contractors in the Neighborhood of Black Wall Street. So he is putting black contractors in the neighborhood. We're not taken away from the commercial jobs that needs to be addressed. Uh, and which do need to be addressed, uh, but that is a long-going, ongoing issue regarding parity of government contracts and private contracts of people who does work in the black neighborhood. So the black contractors in the neighborhood is basically have the same meaning, direction, impact as our black Wall Street districts. We want to see black businesses up and down 79th Street, 75th Street, 16th Street, 51st Street, 47th Street, of uh, 43rd Street, uh, the Dan Ryan extension to 103rd Street, Stony Island. We want to see those black businesses. And at the same time, in our districts, in our communities, we want to see parity of representation of black contractors on Miss Jones' house and Miss Smith house and Miss uh, 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 Marbury house, we want to see that, and that is the focus of black contractors in the neighborhood. 
and I'm glad to see that uh, Al Wynn, our board member of Black Wall Street, and also the chair of Black Contractors in the Neighborhood, is putting that visualization along with quality work in order to get repeat work. And speaking on behalf of uh, Al Wynn, he had definitely got business to his clients representing black contractors in the neighborhood. So that, again, is no different than our black Wall Street districts. We have our black contractors so that our youth can see what they can be, opposed to seeing not a reflection of them in business and doing work on Miss Jones and Miss Smith and Miss Purdue property. You're listening to Chicago's Black. Yeah, got it. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Our Black on News are you tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. You are listening to the host Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, Executive Producer. Now this morning, Ron, uh, Mr. Wynn walked on into the media. Yeah, Mr. Wynn, Mr. L. Wynn is the author of A Pimp and a Hustle, and I did read that book, and I have to talk to him about it. Uh, there's a second one. It's a trilogy. There's a second one he's finished with, and there's a third one. Now, oh. oh, he's not finished by a, a long shot. Okay. Everybody, Mr. Mr. Wynn is 77 years old. He, he's not playing. He stepped mm-hmm. up in here this morning with his black and white uniform on. He, and the first thing he come over to the desk and asked, you like this uniform? You see my uniform? <laughs> I'm looking. He turned around. Mr. Wynn, 77, y'all. He turned around, and it was sharp. It was it was just mm-hmm. wow. He is all about the business. And when he, and I was just impressed. That's probably the only time I shut up in the morning. He gave his report. And in his report, Ron, and I just want to share with the people, he talked about the things that he had accomplished. And he had actually right. accomplished things. He had met with uh, different aldermen. He set up his website to show the letters from the alderman, and he's getting letters from all of them, and he's making his move. And after he does that, he got a plan C, D, E, F, G of what he's going to do. This is setting the standard. Everybody got to step up to their game because y'all playing out there. Y'all just out there playing. Mr. Wynn is not playing at all. He's got his agenda down. He's got his plan he got it wrote out, and he's following it step by step by step. He shared it with us, and then he went on about his business because he had to go make some money. He was not playing. He's not playing with it. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. I got to do this. Drop out for the food. He was on about his business. No, I love me some mm-hmm. uh, he, he's doing his. He's doing it like it's supposed to be done, and he's setting the example of how it should be done, and if it had been done, <clears throat> you know, years and years ago, I used to example when Harold Washington was still in office, we were still talking about parity. But if this example had been set years and years ago and followed through with, we would not be having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Ron, we're going to, uh, we got five minutes into the show. Um, I'll talk about uh, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network a little bit later because there's some things I want to share with the public. On our next show, I'll do that. And I'm going to, um, Play Mr. Wynn's sponsorship. He got his sponsorship for us. He sent it. I recorded it, and uh, he's just not playing. The man ain't playing. Won't you give mm-hmm. us some closing remarks, Ron? Uh, about one well, minute. Well, we definitely have the uh, the national convention that's going to be coming up um, the, uh, the the twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third in Gary, Indiana, which is um, Gary is a place where. Um, when I first came back to Gary, maybe about a year ago, after maybe seven or eight years not being in there, I seen a ghost town. I seen uh, trees growing on top of the building. I seen uh, two-story trees growing inside buildings that were downtown. And I said, "What the heck going on here?" But we met with the mayor of Gary, and we met with residents and people of Gary, and Gary will be a black Wall Street district. Uh, It would be so based on if we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it, and whether we're going to do it now or we're going to do it later. So we have stepped up, 
and identify Gary as a Black Wall Street district. Uh, yes, Gary has a some issues, uh, and I'm just going to put it out there, is that the Gary is one of the capitals of the Ku Klux Klan, and I'm pretty sure that they have taught their children well. And that has a lot to do with the politics of economics. And the politics of economics is a good example of Gary, even though it's a reflection of many of our communities throughout the country. So the 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 national convention is being held in Gary to bring attention that we definitely need to bring our focus, our money, our energy because Gary is just as important as Madison Street on the west side of Chicago or 75th, 79th Street. Uh, we have to look at a broad approach to connect the dots, as Reven Feller says, in making our agenda strong and progressive. Thank you, Chairman. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA, and instead of one minute, that's like five. But anyway, and oh wow, up, I thought it was a half a minute. <laughs> can't, woo, can't give you that much time. Uh, <laughs> and closing out in the words, uh, Gary, Indiana, step up. This is the International Women of Reggae. Step up. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Walking in the land of hoity toity, them not careful to be in poor community. Oh, oh, mama has to raise she fights with me. They just want to lavish in luxury. That's why they smuggle our taxpayers' money. Then skin teeth for the paparazzi. But I'm here to tell them publicly get up and forget your greedy appetite. Because the greedy people who are greedy pressure all day and night Get up and forget your greedy appetite Because the greedy people who are greedy pressure all day and night It's time to govern a country right I run the country right It's time to govern the country right It's time to govern the country right I run the country right It's time to govern the country right About delinquency, them really feel that them fool me. But what the far right judgment I come surely. But I and I know that them can fool me. That's why I talk to my people on a daily about the plans them have in store for we. Only empty promises for we daily. Get up and forget your greedy appetite. Because the greedy people who are feeling pressure all day and night. Because it's really people who are feeling pressure all day and 